The back to school season is here and we're all feeling that chaotic mix of relief, anxiety, and downright overwhelm. But let me tell you, you're not alone and there's a more peaceful way through this. In today's episode, we're going to tackle this together, discussing realistic strategies, achievable routines, and how to maintain that crucial self-care during this busy time. We're going to make sure that your back to school season feels less like a storm and more like a manageable breeze. Stick with me. I promise that you'll find comfort and practical advice to help you navigate this busy season. If that's what you need more of in your life today, you're in the right place. Let's simplify things together. I'm Erin Christopoulos, a mother of two and teacher-turned-mom strategist who puts the pieces of mom life together so you don't have to. I get that you're short on time and don't have the capacity to figure out everything on your own, which is why I'm here, to help you get clear on where to put your focus while protecting your time and energy so you can actually enjoy these years with your little ones. I'm ditching the overwhelming and unrealistic one-size-fits-all tactics and replacing them with an approach that's practical and personal because I believe your family is one of a kind with its own qualities and values that deserve an adaptable approach, offering support and encouragement where you need it most. From honest conversations and mindset shifts to practical tips and sustainable strategies, consider this your customizable guide to mom life. With the tools and resources you need at your fingertips, you'll finally have the confidence and clarity you need to bring more intention and ease to everyday life so that you and your family thrive. This is the Mom Life Handbook. If you're joining me today, chances are that you're knee-deep in the frenzy of the back-to-school prep, or it's at least haunting you in the back of your mind, just like me. I wanted to take some time today to share with you where I'm at in my back to school prep and what I plan to do to get it all done. Now, I know that there are plenty of experts whom I look up to on Instagram or I listen to their podcasts or I'm on their newsletter lists and it always seems like they just have it together. And as someone who also does all the same things. The Instagram posts, brings these episodes to you every week, sends you letters to your inbox. I gotta tell you, those experts, myself included, do not always have it together. They're the first to say it and I'm the first to say it. And so I thought it would be helpful to just bring a relatable look into my own back to school preparation. Because truth be told, I haven't even begun and the kids start school in 16 days. And I know that if I wait much longer, I'm definitely going to be in a place of stress and overwhelm and it is entirely my intention to avoid that. Now, last year, I started this prep back in July, but last year looked different. We were home for most of the summer, except for this first week or so of August. Last year, we were traveling. So it kind of forced my hand a little bit, and I had to get ready ahead of time, which was fantastic. Now, this year, July was busy for our family, including a few out-of-town trips that really took away from my ability to focus my time and attention on back-to-school prep. 
And now we're in a situation where camps are ending. Uh, Theo's already home. Stella only has camp for part of the week this week. So that means that I'm a lot more engaged in my role as mom on the weekdays as opposed to focusing on the business. And it's a little bit trickier to find those pockets of time to get through this to-do list. So I know that I'm definitely in a situation where it's crunch time. So I thought it would be helpful for you to just hear what my approach is going to be over the next two weeks, what I'm going to be focusing on, what I'm prioritizing, in case any of this would be helpful to you. But let me be clear. I do not like that I've waited until two weeks prior to the start of the school year to make these things happen. Now, I've been doing it long enough. Theo's going to be in fourth grade this year. And as a teacher, I also am a little bit more privy to knowing what actually has to get done before school starts and what can wait until after the first day of school. So I can kind of spread these to-dos out a little bit more than just getting them all done in the 16-day window. But I'm here to help in case you are in a similar situation. I really want you to feel like this is manageable. It's not impossible. You will be able to get these things done. And it doesn't have to be with all the stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. So the first thing that I am really focusing on as we go into these next two weeks is my personal care. And I know that sounds absurd, but I have been working so hard in the last few years to really regulate my nervous system. It's just been an overdrive. We've had so many stressful years back to back and it's finally started to catch up with me and my body and also my ability to show up as a mom in the way that I want to be. So it's become of the utmost importance that no matter how busy things get, I still make that time for my self-care because I know that if I'm going to be able to keep up with all the demands that are on my plate, I have to make sure that my nervous system is as regulated as possible. And this does not mean that I'm carving out large chunks of time for myself, but I am making sure that I'm holding on to the essentials. Every week I go to acupuncture. I'm going to make sure that those appointments still happen. I have supplements that my doctor has asked me to take in order to keep my nervous system regulated. I'm going to take a walk every day. It's a simple way to get my body moving. It doesn't have to be a full workout, but I'm committed to that movement. It's so important. So I want you to consider if you're feeling the stress of this impending back to school transition, that you give yourself permission to still protect that important time for yourself. It's necessary for your overall well-being and your effectiveness as a mom, especially in the busy seasons of life. So if you're going to let certain priorities fall to the wayside, don't let it be your self-care. That one, that matters too much. Hold on to it and hold on to it tightly. Now, the big thing that comes after self-care is focusing in on administrative tasks. I really want to make sure that I nail down my plan that I'm really clear on what does need to happen because if I try to take this one day at a time without a plan, I'm going to be flying by the seat of my pants and I'm going to be inefficient. That is the opposite of what I'm trying to accomplish here. I want to be as efficient as possible. So in the next day or so, it's my 
intention to go through my master checklist of everything that has to get done before school starts so that I can manage those tasks effectively. Now, I just finished putting the touches on my back to school planning pack, and that includes a master comprehensive checklist of everything that might need to get done in the back to school season. So that's the list I'm going to be using. Trust me, I made this resource as much for myself as I did for all of you. And I'm really excited to use it because I feel like without that comprehensive checklist, it's so easy to forget things. It's easy to lose sight also of the prioritization of those tasks, you know, which things need to happen further out from the first day of school and the ones that can happen even after school starts. I had this checklist last year and it was a game changer. It made it so easy to just look through it and say, this matters, this matters, this doesn't, this can go and narrow in on exactly what needs to happen. If you're interested in grabbing that master checklist for yourself as a part of the planning pack, just go to momlifehandbook.com slash back to school. You can get all the details right there. It's under 10 bucks. So skip the Starbucks drive through one day this week and grab that planning pack. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. So I'm going to go through that checklist and then I'm also going to think about well, what else is going on in the coming weeks. We have a lot of appointments coming up. Uh, You know, it was the time where the kids aren't at camp and before they're in school. So it was the perfect time to get those appointments in. So things are a little bit extra busy with some running around. So I'm going to go through and just kind of think of on a more global scale, what do I have going on? And then what is on my list that I can just delete, delay, or delegate? That way I'm left with a list of the essentials. It's okay that things don't happen maybe as seamlessly or comprehensively as they would on a normal week or in a normal month. It's just more important right now in this busy season that the essentials happen. So I'm looking to reduce stress as much as possible. I'm not looking to achieve perfection. So I'm definitely giving myself permission to let some things go and not sweat the small stuff. And then from there, it's all about taking action. So my organizational approach. First and foremost, I have to make sure that I actually follow through on the administrative tasks that I choose to focus in on. So usually once I go through that master checklist and I really have a good view of what I have coming up in the next two weeks, I start to get tactical and plan out when I'm going to get those things done on my calendar and then take action. So definitely look at how you can schedule in those tasks. You're more likely to get them done if they are on your calendar. Now for me, I'm going to be using that planning pack. I'm going to look at really truly how many days I have freed up where I have some capacity to get some back to school tasks done. And I'm going to choose one of the back to school planning checklist tracks inside the planning pack to help me parse out all of those tasks over the right amount of time. For example, inside the planning pack, there's a checklist that's no rush, just ready. This is a gradual guide to school readiness. I am not going to use that track this year. My goal would be to use that next year. It spreads out all the tasks over 15 days. And while yes, I have 16 days before school starts, I don't have every day freed up to be able to focus in on getting some back to school tasks done. So this one's not the right fit for me. But if your kids aren't back to school till like, say after Labor Day, that could be a great option. There's the five day back to school blitz. I don't also 
need to get it done in just five days. So realistically, I'm probably going to focus on the weekend wins schedule. And even though I'm not going to necessarily get these tasks done on the weekend, I'm going to use them as my guide in terms of what needs to happen over the next two weeks. So I might take that checklist and adapt it a little bit. It's supposed to be done over four Saturdays or Sundays leading up to and after school starts. But I'm going to just adjust it. I've got kind of these four groups of tasks and I'm going to, you know, get one of them done probably this week, then one over the weekend, and then probably another one over next week. And then the last one can happen either the weekend before school starts or after. I'm not going to pressure myself too much, but it's at least just going to help me figure out what needs to get done in which order, and I can just plug those groups of tasks into the calendar. It's going to make it real easy. And here's the thing. When I look at that checklist and I see what's on it, I'm like, oh, I can definitely get that done. It's just what my priority is right now. So I will make time for it. And these tasks aren't too overwhelming. It's just been really nice to have this peace of mind that the planning component is pretty much handled. So now I just need to get these things done, which honestly, what's great about the back to school season is that while there are many tasks to complete, many of them are just quick little tasks that you can get done in those random pockets of time that you have freed up throughout your day or sometime over the weekend. So it's really something that can get done piecemeal without having to be stressful. The stressful thing is when you go into it without the plan. And then lastly, things that are going on in the back of my mind that will come up more like in the next two to three or four weeks are my parental priorities as they relate to the back to school season. This is a season of transition for the kids and those can be tricky. Our kids thrive on structure and predictability. They have so little control over their day in terms of deciding how they're going to spend their time, where they're going to go, who they're going to spend their time with, that they need that sense of consistency in order to stay regulated. It's hard to go through your day without being in control of how your time is spent. And the same goes for our little ones. So we're going from, in our household, our routine every day of getting ready for camp, going to camp, and then, you know, coming home, taking a shower, hanging out, eating dinner, going to bed, to now something completely different where, yes, there's the daily, you got to get ready for school, you're going to school, you're coming home, but it's a little more nuanced than that, right? Like some days the kids have running club before school or student council or after school, Theo might have flag football practice or Stella might have gymnastics. Some days they have homework, some days they don't. So trying to come up with a plan that's going to really set the kids up for success is important because if they're going to be able to keep up with all of these different types of schedules throughout the week, I need to make sure that I have some routines in place that at least create some semblance of structure and predictability so that they know what's expected of them. They know what they can anticipate. It makes it easier for them to go with the flow. Now, if that is something that's at the back of your mind too, I have a free guide to creating kid-friendly routines. I've taken a lot of what I used to use in the classroom for creating routines for kids and then adapted it for 
life as a mom. I really walk you through in a very short video how to create routines that are really going to work for your family. And then there's a downloadable guide as well that gives you some visuals in terms of what you can do to create clear communication of what the plan is for your kids so that they know exactly what's expected of them. It's a really helpful resource. You can grab that at momlifehandbook.com slash routines. So my kids have their morning routine pretty much down pat. We might just have to shift when they're waking up, but otherwise that has mostly stayed the same over the summer. In fact, we've really been working on it over the summer because the last two years has been a struggle getting to school in the mornings. We're there and we're almost always on time but it's always stressful. And it's my goal to get rid of that stress this year. So we've been working really hard at making our morning routine really work for us as we practiced getting ready for camp every day. And so I feel like things are really good there. The thing that I'm really thinking about is that after school routine. That is something that we have not had in the past, but I know we really need this year. My kids really need to know what's expected of them and they need to be a lot more independent in making sure that you know, they're the ones emptying their backpack, that they are packing their snack for the next day, that they are clear on where they need to sit down and get their homework done and when. So that's something that I'm going to be working with them on over the next month is figuring that out and then teaching them how to do that. And then I also always like to make sure that we're just having casual conversations in the lead up to the first day of school so that they really feel like they have had opportunities to process all the changes that are coming up, anything that they're worried about. I want to make sure that they feel supported during this time of transition. I do not like to also dwell too much on it because it's really something that isn't something they should be nervous or anxious about. So it's never been a big topic of discussion because I find that sometimes if you spend too much time talking about something, then the kids start to wonder, well, why are we talking about this so much? This was not even on my mind. Is this something I should be worried about? And then they start to spiral. So instead, I like to just find those small pockets of time where I can just throw a thought out there, give them a chance to respond if they're interested. If they're not, we just move on. I know that a lot of kids sometimes worry about, well, my friend's Will my friends be in class with me? Who's my teacher going to be? Will I like them? Those are very normal concerns that, you know, bring up those topics of discussion, but get in and get out. I find sometimes if your kids have been in school already, it's helpful to almost think back to last year. Like, oh, I remember last year around this time, we found out that Mrs. Smith was going to be your first grade teacher. I remember we didn't know Mrs. Smith. Ooh, it's kind of tricky when you're going to spend every day with someone you don't know. But oh my gosh, she ended up being an incredible teacher. You remember that? What was your favorite thing about Mrs. Smith? Talk about it and move on. It just kind of helps them remember, oh, I've been through this before. And if they haven't, you can relate it to a similar experience. You know, for their first day of going to dance class, the first time that you left them with a new babysitter. They have plenty of other experiences that you can relate this to. And I know we like to sell our kids on hope that they're going to have a great school year with all their friends. There are definitely the times and the situations where our kids are not in class with their friends. And that's okay. Honestly, I think it's to their benefit. Here's what I've seen with my students who haven't ended up with their friends or even my own kids. They end up making even more friendships. So not only do they have the great friendships from before, now they have more friends in their life. Honestly, I would rather my kids have 
a range of great friendships than just one or two friends that they're really relying on. I find that they are more adaptable when they learn that, oh, it's okay to spend my time with my friend here in class. And then I see my other friend on the playground. And then, oh, I get to see my other friends when I head to basketball practice. Trust me, they end up being more well-rounded and confident and self-assured. And that's what we really want. So, you know, if your child is really holding out hope that their friend is going to be in their class, I wouldn't spend too much time dwelling on that topic of conversation because that is most likely beyond your control. Instead, I would really just drive the conversation toward reminding them of where else you get to see them. You know, um, I know you're really hoping that you're going to be in class with Noah this year. He might be in class with you. He also might not be. But either way, that's okay because we can always have our playdates. You'll see him out on the playground at recess. And don't forget, you'll see him at after school care every day. Something like that. Just remind them. It's okay that they're not in class every day. They'll have opportunities to see one another. And yes, it can be upsetting. There's no doubting it. I would have been upset as a kid if I wasn't in class with my friends too. So that's a very normal and expected response. But it's also something that we know our kids can navigate. It's a worry that will pass within a few weeks. As we wrap up today, I want you to remember each step that we've talked about. I've shared what I plan on doing and where my focus is, and I hope that you found it relatable. I hope that you feel less alone if you're falling behind in all of your back-to-school to-dos, and that you're walking away with a fresh perspective and some new ideas to help you navigate the busyness of the back-to-school season with more confidence and ease. Remember to focus on your self-care, come up with your plan for all those administrative tasks, make time for those organizational efforts and getting those tasks off your to-do list, and start thinking about how you're going to support your kids in this transition back to school. Remember that you've got this and you're not alone in this journey. And if you'd like me to walk right alongside you, don't forget to grab that back to school planning pack. It gives you the customizable step-by-step tools and resources to make the start of the school year so much easier. I can say that because I'm using it too. You can grab it at momlifehandbook.com slash back to school. And as we wrap up this week's episode, remember, mom life is complex, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Here's to leading with purpose and intention as you simplify mom life in the week ahead. You've just finished another episode of the Mom Life Handbook podcast. Remember to check out the episode description for all the important links and highlights from today's show. While you're there, tap the subscribe button so that new episodes are always at your fingertips. Before you go, I'd really appreciate hearing your thoughts about the show. It takes as little as 30 seconds to leave a review and your honest thoughts help me create a better show and help other moms discover it too. And if this episode really helped you out, go ahead and hit the share button to text it to a friend or share it on social media. You never know who in your life might benefit from a little extra support. Don't forget, there are lots of ways to stay connected beyond the podcast. Head over to momlifehandbook.com for additional resources or to learn about how to work with me. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at momlifehandbook. Send me a DM to say hey or to share your thoughts on today's episode. Connecting with you personally is what I really love most. And just in case you need to hear it today, you're doing an incredible job. I know it doesn't always feel like it, but you're here 
learning how to be better and do better. Keep working to bring more intention and ease into your life and know that I'm right here cheering you on. You're creating a beautiful journey for you and your family. I am so proud of you.